We would like to advise that the following program may contain adult themes, occasional nudity, and language that may offend some listeners. Thank God it's... studio at the ABC and Ultimo for another edition of our award-eligible comedy show. Thank God it's Friday! I'm Richard Glover and this week with the music, please welcome the cast of The Wharf Review, ladies and gentlemen. And our panel, Tommy Dean, Rebecca Day, Unamuno and Gary Eck. And our audience this week from Loftus, Albion Park, Fig Tree, Gerringong, Tamora and Dunny Doo. The first, as always, here is the news from nowhere. Now, this takes the form of a letter written by our new dog back to his parents in the country. So if you're a dog lover, relax, you may like this. If not, you may need to run screaming from the room. So just be warned. Uh, Dear Mum and Dad, it's your puppy Clancy here, writing from my new home in the city. The good news is that down at the park, I've met another Kelpie, one called Tic Tac. He is such a fast runner, it's hard not to be impressed. We play a game we call Chasey Chasey, making up the rules as we go. The game is so great that I think we should copyright it. I'm sure other dogs would be interested. Some days I think Tic Tac is my best friend in the whole world, but very next day I turn up to the park to find that Lucky is already there, or perhaps Watto, or Archie, or Dougal. And I change my mind about who is my very, very best, best friend. Main thing, they are all great lads. And I include Dougal, who, counterintuitively, is a girl. (laughs) Certainly, the days go by in a blur. Before I left the country, I remember hearing the view that in the city there'll be nothing for a Kelpie to do. But that's not true. As it happens, the park is full of a huge herd of small fluffy sheep which requires almost constant attention. They are the sort of sheep that go yap yap when they're rounded up, which is weird for sheep, but I don't like to judge. As the house is owned by man and lady, things are more problematic. There's a pink crate in the corner of the kitchen into which man and lady throw a regular supply of intriguing plastic items. There's the plastic bottle from which they poured the milk and the plastic box which contained the strawberries. And as soon as they throw the items into the box, it's game on for me. I fish out each one from the pink box, milk bottle, strawberry box, old tomato sauce container, drag it onto man's bed, and while sitting atop his white sheets, rip the thing to tiny, miserable shreds. I think the current term is imaginative reuse. And yet, despite this, despite this make-do attitude, despite this creative ability to turn a piece of their junk into a brilliant toy for me, their reaction is to run round, waving their arms, saying, No, no, Clancy, that's ours. That's not for you. And then later, Oh, no, look what he's done to the sheets. Well, if the crate isn't for toys, don't... Painted pink, mate. That's my advice to you. The other dilemma comes at night. When I was really little, living in the country, I slept in a crate. I actually quite liked it. When I first arrived in the city, same deal, a crate 
with a little fabric in it, zipped up so, to, so as to feel safe, parked in the corner of man and lady's bedroom. What happened next may be my fault. One night I had a nightmare. Don't ask me what it was about. It probably involved a worldwide shortage of chicken wings. And so man unzipped the crate and let me sleep on the bottom of the bed just that once. Now, that was fine, but on subsequent nights, I became concerned about the amount of activity in the street outside. I'm trying to do a good job, you understand, in terms of home security. So I'd sleep for a while on the bottom of the bed, then jump up and patrol the house. Okay. It's true. They have wooden floors. Don't blame me, but I'm a young dog and the nails on my paws grow at a prodigious pace. <laughs> Clip them as much as you like and late at night, as I walk up and down, it will still sound like the Queen's household cavalry doing manoeuvres five centimetres from a person's left ear hole. In fact, hurtfully... That is exactly what man shouted out in the middle of the night. It feels like the Queen's household cavalry is doing manoeuvres five centimetres from my left ear roll. I'll say it again. It was hurtful, especially as I was only trying to make them safe. If someone broke in and robbed the joint, what's the bet? It would be all, oh, why didn't Clancy wake up? What was Clancy doing? Was Clancy just snoozing away? So, long story short, now I'm back in the zip-up crate, parked in the corner of man and lady's bedroom. Actually, it has zips on all sides, and sometimes man forgets to completely zip up one of the sides. So, so, by inserting my nose into the gap, I find I can extend the gap, slip out, and when morning dawns, find myself sleeping in a tiny circle at the foot of their bed. How did you get out? Man asks, genuinely mystified. I hope he never discovers my exit point. Actually, tomorrow I'm planning on sticking a poster of Rita Hayworth <laughs> over the already open hole. <laughs> I saw this method used the other night when man and lady were watching a film on the TV. I believe it was called The Shawshank Redemption. Maybe you've seen it on television in the country. Anyway, hope you're well. Despite all I have to deal with, I'd have to say I'm flourishing. Lots of love. Your puppy, Clancy. And that's the news from nowhere. I just don't know where he got the where he got the poster of Rita Hayworth. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. A, that's, that's that he knows it's Rita Hayworth. That is a, that is. A, oh no, he's we well, he watched the movie. He's yeah. a Kelpie. He's a Kelpie. He's a smart. Yeah. So, Can I say? Yes, um, I have occasion. Uh, I don't want to out you, so I shan't say where. But I have occasion to uh, walk my dog in the same park that you are referring to. Yes, uh, where you walk your dog, and it's um, it's hilarious how many people want to tell you that they know that Richard Glover walks his dog there. Mm. You no, were well, delightfully they're famous. They're all friends. The and yeah. I have to be very careful to mention all the dogs he's friends with. Yeah, well, I, I, I recognize well, a lot of the actual names. Yeah, you didn't change yeah. the names to protect no, the innocent. No, you, no. you put them out there to protect your position as yeah. uh, well, king yeah. of the hill. It is Watto. Yeah. But they're also fabulous names. So you think. I love dog names. I love Watto and Dougal and Lucky. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they're perfect names. And I know a lot of those names, but I, and then you say, well, who owns them? That woman... That guy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't recall ever exchanging human names. Yeah. It's just Watto's. Watto's lady. Yeah. yeah. I, mean, I, I believe technically the only human name I've ever heard met, uttered in the park was yours. Thank you. You know Richard Glover. Thank you. Dog here. 
Yeah, thank you. Yeah. 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 No, your dog walks Richard. You, the, know. Yeah. That's right. you know, Clancy brings Richard Glover down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, he drags him along the canal. Well, he's a Kelpie. He's very intelligent. Um, now, uh, this is just to test you up with this week's news. Which Donald has been ducking some of his previous pledges? <laughs> Which Donald has been ducking? Yes. Can I say, though, can I say for fun, uh, I mention it occasionally, but my brother uh, is a member of the Secret Service. And this, is, this is true. This I is true. He will now be charged with uh, protecting... Uh, President-elect Trump as he moves forward in his life. And uh, I had a shirt made for him uh, that said that would use that pun, duck for Donald. He spent a lot, lot of time on Michelle Obama's security. Yeah, Michelle Obama's security. Yeah. But he had the Trump detail for the last bit of the campaign. Oh, okay. Uh, so, yeah, yeah. So, and unfortunately, my brother is very good. <laughs> imagine, imagine taking a bullet for Trump. Like, I know. <laughs> imagine going, I died for Trump. Like Obama, you go, yeah, great. And even you know, Michelle Obama, yeah, okay, it was it was worth, worth it, it. But for Trump, yeah. there'd, yeah. there'd be no greater martyr than that person. <laughs> and, and even he doesn't need one. I mean, the the, the hair's bulletproof anyway. Yeah, how, how do you rate this weird week week though? Because there, there's been signs that he's going to be as radical as people thought, and there are other signs that oh, maybe it's just going to be. Well, yeah. some people say bait and switch. You know, you tell the electorate you're going to do these really radical things, but in the end it's normal. In some ways, I think it's curious that, that, that people are getting angry about it. I think he, he said a lot of crazy things that then to say, oh, I probably won't do that, we should be going, good, yeah. good. Thank you for that. <laughs> but, but I love he is, that. He's the one politician where when he breaks his promises, we say, thank yes! you. Thank you. But, but let's, just have a, let's just have a look at, at what he's promised, so the changes in his policy. Like the, fen- the, the wall that he's going to build um, between the United States and Mexico, he's now conceded that part of that might be a fence. Mm-hmm. So you, you know, it's actually, not like heard... we won't build the wall. It's like, no, we'll just, we won't build, we won't use full brick for the entire thing. That's yeah. an expensive renovation. We'll just, we'll just have a bit of fence paling yeah. along there. This, this is the fence between basically people called Tommy Dean and pa- people with the names like Di Unamuno. Exactly right. That's what I said. I've started taking pole vaulting classes now because, um, because I'm Latina and a woman and it's the only way I'll get into the United States. Uh, well, to be fair, uh, I think well, 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 there's going to be an entire portion of the wall that is going to be uh, just uh, unused String. trampolines. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> put trampolines up on the side. <laughs> Bounce them right back into their own country. Yeah. I mean, he, he has totally hoodwinked everyone, though. Like, he's, he's conned. Everyone's fallen for the Trump Kool-Aid. Like, he, I, I, he almost reminds me as, like, a bad infomercial. Like, he just kept repeating the same crap over mm. and over again, mm. and then everyone bought it. Mm. And they woke up, instead of waking up with a Roomba vacuum cleaner, you've got Donald Trump <laughs> sucking up all the precious oxygen. And what are you doing there? But then it's not like that everybody should be that surprised. I mean, he's been, he's been doing exactly the same thing with business for years. Like, you read all these reports of people saying that he's failed to pay employees and, you know, and that, that you know that he claims to have a certain amount of wealth that is, hasn't been proven yet, hello, tax papers. Um, so there's... A, it, it's interesting that this reaction that, oh, we were hoodwinked. It's like, he's done it. He's yeah, pulled he's the totally... wool over our eyes several times. And yeah. the fact that this it was allowed to happen again is what I find Just so we're clear, part of the wool is actually cotton. <laughs> <laughs> I've actually heard that. He's, uh, he's actually... He's actually just going to build a giant Facebook wall and everyone has to write wonderful things about him. <laughs> you know, the Mexicans, they can write great things about me, wonderful things, great, wonderful, I'm amazing, you know, whatever. That's very good. That's not bad, actually. Yeah. Yeah. You know, if Gary had just had a bit more hair, he could yeah. be president. Yeah. That, you're a very nasty man. You're very, very nasty, you know. I'm a wonderful person. I know lots of people. I've got, I've got great words. <laughs> 
I'm a Harvard Lee scholar. I got great words. <laughs> I'm disappointed, though, that he didn't go more crazy. Like The, the, the biggest problem he has right now is the, the drain the swamp promise mm. and then uh, hiring people that are actually of the swamp. Um, <laughs> But I think it would have been awesome if he just, you know, instead of any sort of politician, like just went complete infotainment. Like if the Secretary of the Interior was Scott Bayo, you know, that would have been sweet. Yes. Like, get the entire Happy Days cast, all the rest of them. Yeah, yeah. Get them on board. And both families get from Chuck Charles Norris. in charge. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Get Chuck Norris as like minister for something. I always thought it would have been good if they, you know, um, did the Truman Show type thing with him. Like, Pretended he was the president, so actually put him in a huge oh, dome. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's uh, good. And we watch him, so he becomes his own, like he's the reality that's star good. of his own show that he doesn't know. And you get someone sensible, uh, you know, a Republican will do it. You admit Romney, he can run it. Yeah, totally. And yeah, plus, yeah. Plus Trump thinks he's running it. And he's running, and you can have actors playing Putin and jihadists, you know, ISIS, all those, you know, Arabic actors that never get a chance. Now's the chance <laughs> <laughs> to play ISIS, you know, and give it. All the emotion that you really deserve, you know. <laughs> and we sit back there and we watch it. And yeah. then when we, you know, when we start, when he starts to annoy us, we, you know, at home you have a little button that reduces the oxygen in the. In the, in the <laughs> <laughs> so you kind of watch him. You know, it's, uh, it's hard to breathe here. I, uh... It's like the Darth Vader grip. <laughs> <laughs> and just before they take their last breaths, we'll get Tommy Dean's brother out of there. <laughs> <laughs> take him. a bullet for Trump. <laughs> uh, who went? Who went to the sales only to find out it was full of the. Oh, this is um, this is good. Old um, Mr. Turnbull has um, has sort of picked up. It's amazing how much American culture uh, influences Australia. It seems as though their politics is now doing the same. And he's picked up on a few Trumpisms um, and talking about the media elite. And there was an interview that he had with Lee Sales accusing the media elite, the ABC apparently. Elite. <laughs> media elite. Just, yeah. just letting you yeah, guys yeah. know. Mm. Media elite. Yeah. Yes. Mm. Should see us all swanning about. We're yeah. so elite. Um, <laughs> I'll just lean back in my uh, sofa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll just pop the champagne later. Um, but, yeah, and so uh, so this is this use of this these terms. I find it frightening, actually, that it can happen so quickly. Mm. Well, because it, it wasn't only Mr Turnbull, Mr Shorten suddenly yeah, was a right, yeah. representative of the working class fighting against foreign workers. He was talking about five, five, four, five, sevens. Uh, Peter Dutton was borrowing all this anti-immigrant uh, uh, stuff today, uh, Pauline Hanson. Yeah. And, and look, I just didn't realise how many of our political leaders were West Virginian coal miners. But <laughs> it seems all of them. That's right. Yeah, obviously. obviously. Wasn't Sales having a go or someone... Oh, no, Trump was saying because, you know, everyone has a go at him because he catches public transport. Yeah, he says the that, media elite yeah. sends him up and criticises him for catching public transport. Yeah. Mm. Which I, is, yeah. It's very sad, isn't it? He, he says Poor he's guy. teased. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, I... <laughs> is, that, is that something the elite would do? It, I, it seems like a cross-purpose of terms. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think we're a really dumbing down elite. We m- uh, it feels like we get yeah, mad at yeah. the media elite because the ones that he's mad at are the ones that are the few left that are actually doing news. Mm. You know, there's so much media mm. crap. That it's, I think the only thing we'd send him up out. for with the bus transit is when he puts his Opal card on the reader and it says $5 million. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. you, you own the bus company. I, yeah. I'm actually considering um, finding out which bus or train he's going to be on and just, you know, bail him up for his Opal card because that would be the most money I'd own, I reckon, if I did that. But he's, but a, he's a multi-millionaire. He went yeah. to Sydney Grammar. Now, I know he's the only person in Sydney Grammar. You can see it in the school photographs. He's got bare feet and a ferret down his pants. But, you know, still. <laughs> A posh school. You've got to, if you've got if you've got. I reckon. Look, if you've got money and wealth and power, you've got to show that off. Like you know, Turnbull has money and he pretends he doesn't because he wants to be the, the everyday man. Mm-hmm. Trump 
doesn't have money, but he pretends he does. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I mean? So, and look what happened to Trump. But, so, you, but you've got to ask yourself the question, if a, prime in, a, 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 a very wealthy prime minister catches a train and there are no cameras present, did it really happen? <laughs> because the only time I catch, I don't yeah. drive, all I do is catch public transport across Sydney perpetually, seven days a week. I've never seen him yeah, yeah, on any of my buses yeah, yeah. or trains. Yeah. But only, everyone only ever sees him when there's like five or six or perhaps 20 cameras following him around. <laughs> No, yeah. Maybe they're all the lookalikes. He's got like 18 <laughs> doppelgangers. Kind of just. Does it make the bus ride uncomfortable? Because I don't know if you have the same rules here, but the protocol in America is if uh, the president is in the room and is standing, everyone else is standing. And if he's sitting, then you're allowed to sit. <laughs> right. So if he's standing on the bus, does everybody have to stand, stand up? up. Yeah. Nobody can sit down. The prime minister's here. And are 20 of the seats taken by a security detail? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I don't, think so. I don't I mean, think so. We are the country that lost a prime minister in the sea. Well, so. yeah. Yeah. And he had to ring, Turnbull had to ring uh, Greg Norman to get Donald Trump's... <laughs> I find that hilarious. It's like, and I wonder who else he rang before he got to Greg. Like, there was probably a whole bunch of strippers that he called. And, you know, <laughs> you know, yeah. Just anybody. <laughs> Finally, uh, Greg Norman's got his number. Who's Greg Norman? Going, I just, hold on a second, I'm going to press menu, menu, <laughs> yeah. contacts. Yeah, there it is. There you go, Malcolm. Yeah, five, five, five. <laughs> and the thing is, I reckon Greg would have called him first and Trump would have been delighted to hear from Greg. Yeah. No, he did. He, he, he yeah. rang... Uh, he, oh, yeah. Greg Norman said he rang Trump to warn him that Mr. Oh, Turner was... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like, a, look, he's a mate of mine. Just, just yeah. talk to him, you know. <laughs> he's not a golfer. He's not a golfer. He occasionally catches, catches public transport. <laughs> <laughs> Don't mock him for it, though, because he hates it. Yeah. <laughs> All right, last question from this week's news. Who... who Bobbed away after rising to the top. Who bobbed? Mm. Bobbed away. Well, yeah, this is you know Bob Dylan who won yeah. the uh, the prize, uh, the Nobel Prize for Literature, mm. and he was very grateful. He came out and said, "Look, thanks a lot. I really appreciate it, but I'm not going to turn up to the ceremony." Mm-hmm. And everyone's going, oh. "But he also said he did, did take it a couple a of weeks to say even yeah. thank you." Yeah, yeah because they had to find him. I didn't, they didn't know where he was. So yeah. I, think, the, um, I don't think he knows where he is. So <laughs> half the time, I don't know what the big fuss is. I mean, it's not like he won the the Nobel Prize for re- reliability. It's just <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's it's literature. You know, the winner for the Nobel Prize for reliability, oh, he's not here. So, uh, I mean, well, it's I suppose it's the, the argument on the other side is there's people around the world who've spent their whole life dreaming of winning this. Finally, he wins yeah. it and he doesn't, maybe he doesn't, they, just, doesn't want to be, they just want to be in the room with him. That's it. But can I ask a question in like, oh, no, this is like, I don't know how the Nobel Prize for Literature works. Well, who, when who I won it, um, <laughs> Rebecca, how several is, times. Are, are people nominated and if so, by whom? Like, or no, the it, committee just makes it. They just so, make yeah. a decision. Yeah, so, yeah. The, so those people who made just made, he didn't ask, he didn't put himself in, no. did he? No. They no. didn't ask for no. it. Yeah. They just gave it to him. It's like, well, yeah. I'm constantly getting awards all the time. I haven't asked for it. It's like, oh gosh, you, yeah. how embarrassing! You know, I, I, I keep, I shut up for a yeah. while. Mm. Number one media elite. It's Rebecca <laughs> Day Unamuno again, right. riding the 470 home. You know? <laughs> and it's literature too, not. Pronunciation, which yeah. would have been, you know, <laughs> the, the Nobel Prize for. <laughs> I mean, I don't think they want him at the ceremony anyway. Imagine his speech. Well, he's got to give. He's got to get part of the deal. Is he's got he's got six months in which to give a speech. Yeah. And a part of the deal is all the students have to decipher it. What did he mean by that? If he doesn't write a speech but just releases a new song, is that considered? 
like enough. <laughs> I'm happy. I'd be yeah, happy, I'm with, happy that. with that. The answer to that question is blowing mm. in the wind. Um, <laughs> uh, what do you think, Tommy? Should he get the Nobel Prize? Should he go and actually pick it up? I would. I, I'm assuming they pay for. It. I mean, who doesn't want a free trip to to Nobel Prize world? <laughs> Stockholm, right? Yeah, Stockholm, of course. Which is you know home of the the happiest syndrome. <laughs> Surely, surely they want to go. What else features in Nobel Prize World? I want to go there. Oh, it's fantastic! There's, a, there's the entire. It's like it's like Disney World, it's like but it's Disney divided World. into sections. There's the Peace World, uh, where everyone stands in queues forever, with never arguing or being upset. Uh, that is fantastic. And then there's uh, you know Science World, uh, where you know you do various experiments and you know suggest that one day you may almost have a cure for a thing that might be cured eventually. But the idea that you almost have a cure is enough. And um, <laughs> There's a fantastic, uh, fantastic. The best, the best is in the Nobel Peace Prize area. Is a giant uh, statue of President Obama, who represents peace, surrounded by drones. <laughs> Brilliant. I'd go there. Yeah, really that sounds great. We're all, we're all, yeah, we're, we're all signed me up to a Nobel uh, uh, Prize world courtesy of Tommy Dean, Rebecca DeUnamuno, and Gary Eck. You're listening to Thank God It's Friday. Thank God it's Friday with Richard Glover. We had the wheel of we had the wheel of death in in, in just a tick, uh, crushing Gary X foot. No good. Um, now there's a little gap in my, my seat went through. Anyway, sorry. Sorry. Yes. Yeah, I'm um, suing. Anyway. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, now this week the Oxford Dictionary named the term post truth as word of the year, referring to well, I guess political debates in which opinion has um, what would the word be um, trumped. The facts. <laughs> uh, what are the newish words you love and what are the words and phrases that should be consigned to the bus, the dustbin of history? Rebecca. I quite, I quite like um, the phrase that's being used now, that the Trump hates. I quite like that as a general phrase, to, to Trump hate. I think mm-hmm, that mm-hmm, I like that, mm-hmm. and I think that's an encouraging thing. I haven't heard that one. Okay, Have right. you not heard that? Trump, Trump to, hate. like everybody's chant, uh, wanting to Trump hate. Oh, so okay, one right. up hate, mm-hmm. and I think that's a really good use of the word Trump. So replace hate with love mm. is yeah, to Trump hate. It's okay. to Trump hate. Yeah. You know, well, you yeah, you're going to defeat hate. I mm-hmm. guess is the word. I also like millennials. I think they got the best of the descriptions. Baby boomers. Oh gosh, mm. just makes me think of my parents having sex. I don't know why, but it's just, <laughs> it's all, it's like, oh, I hate that. Yeah. Image, you know, and, and <laughs> sounds like a sci-fi show. It does, it? I know, and I, and I'm from. So they, they also, it's a whole generation sort of. That you you see them as babies toddling around I know. Uh, in nappies or and, and yet really, having the bodies of fifty year olds. Exactly, or I think of really big undies. I don't know why, but that's what I think of when I hear baby boomers. I don't know. And then, but then I'm part of Generation X, which is just so like you know. For a while, it was cool to be Gen X, but I think millennials yeah, yeah. like that's such a Star Warsy kind of reference. It's good. Isn't I it? think yeah. it's really really cool. Um, I also like uh, the word I've, I coined this word myself. Um, the uh, Realiator. And it's, um, it's when a reality TV star cyborg enters US politics, um, which I think is ironic. I think it's ironic because um, Arnold Schwarzenegger also uh, entered politics and he was the original Terminator. So that's what I thought of. And another one is um, <laughs> Tinderitis. Um, that's a, that is an eventual tedium uh, that comes about from using Tinder. Um, uh, and it also refers to the actual physical condition from swiping left mm. and right too many times. So that's a, Tinderitis. And I'm sa- I hate the word. 
oh, I want this word to be buried forever, is the word selfie. It was just mentioned oh, yeah, in the yeah. news. I hate that word. I hate them, but I hate that word because it implies selfishness. It's mm. such a selfish act of taking a photo of yourself. But in that case, it's an accurate word, isn't it? But it is. But, it, the... but the fact that it's so cool. Let's take a selfie. Oh, my God, let's take a selfie. It's like, <laughs> stop promoting selfie. Like, I hate that. But I, I've, I've long advocated, uh, Rebecca, I, I think we should change the word to a maybe. <laughs> exactly right. Can I get a maybe with you? Exactly yeah. right. It's weird. Some, someone, actually asked, with you? someone actually asked me the other day to take their photo. Uh. And I was like, you heard of a selfie, you, <laughs> <laughs> you lazy yeah. tourist. I'm going to sit there. <laughs> take it yourself. That's right. And I sadly, I sadly think that the words that may fall by the wayside are tolerance and women's rights, but that's just me. <laughs> so yeah. uh. You do that thing, Gary. You do that. My favourite thing about taking other, like when I, when I used to be in the old days when they asked you to take a photo, they gave you a camera, yeah. and the fun was framing it stupidly, slight angle, mm-hmm. pull it up. Look yes. down at their feet, but now even more fun because I have to do is quickly switch the yeah. the vision goes back on you. Yeah. Could you take my picture, please? Yeah, yeah. Oh, take a selfie for you. You bet. Maybe, 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 maybe. The only time the only time that turning the camera on yourself is beneficial is if you're lacking a mirror and you fear you've got like a booger hanging out of your nose <laughs> yeah. or something. Whack it onto the selfie thing, and you can see yourself. It's a mirror. That's all I use. It so for. if you see anyone doing it, you should just say, "Have you got a booger? Have you got is a that, bat that, in the cave? That's that the right. That's what you should." Yeah. Uh, what was that phrase? Have you got a bat in the cave? <laughs> Has anybody else that? heard that phrase? Uh, it's, a, it's a bat mm. hanging from a cave. It's a bat in the cave. I thought that was what everyone mm. well, I've heard it, but I've in, in used to hand, In used to hand, the Oxford Dictionary has changed its mind and has nominated <laughs> bat in a cave as a word. <laughs> Uh, what, are the, what are the words you, you want to see gone and what are the words you, you want to keep? Gary Eck. Um, yeah, I mean, there's a few. I love the ones that have evolved from the internet that people use as little acronyms mm. like LOL, LOL, you know. Mm. And that's it originally stood for lots of love, but then it became lots of laugh. And, uh, and that's laugh what, out loud. Laugh, laugh out loud, loud. Laugh, laugh out loud. But it was, wasn't it lots of, lots of love originally? And then it became laugh out loud. Now people say it, oh, LOL. Like, I hate that. Mm. It's the same person that says selfie. Goes, selfie, oh, yeah. Lol. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Lol, lol, lol. lol. And you know, weird oh. is, I like lol. I, I, like as a, as a right, something seems right about it to me. Like I don't like people that reply h a h a. Ha ha ha. Uh, uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Then it, it's, all I ever hear is, is Nelson. Ha ha. <laughs> Seems well, so sarcastic. It, it does. It come, comes across as very ha 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 yeah. ha ha. Like, how do you know how to read the. Whereas, yeah, LOL. Um, narrative, you know, Taylor Swift got into trouble for using this one a lot. Now it's become quite popular with young kids. Like, oh, you know, I, I just don't want to be a part of that narrative. Oh, like narrative and journey. Yeah, it's like a journey. So it's now it's like, I mean, I don't know how you, you know, evolve from that. Look, I just don't want to be a part of that three-act structure with climactic <laughs> twist. You know, like, <laughs> it's just stupid. It's such a, you know, uh, that's and kind of annoying. how do young people even know what narrative is? They never read books anymore. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. <laughs> I don't know. Well, they don't know what anything is, Rebecca. They yeah. think that the narrative uh, comes from the backstory, uh, which is, uh, you know, it sets up the journey uh, for the participant of the person who one day may sing songs to us. Yeah. Yeah. The narrative of their backstory. backstory. And you know, now the songs aren't helping me either because uh, my girls are now being raised to think that uh, sometimes you win, sometimes you lose. Catch 22. Mm. No. 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 That's not a Catch 22. That's not even close. Not even oh, close okay. They're, they're misusing Catch 22. Totally. There's a song oh. about it's the new, it's the, it's the ironic 
of this generation. We had Alanis oh, yeah. Morissette singing ironic. And everyone thought ironic meant anything you wanted it to mean. Yeah, it didn't yeah. mean anything. So Catch-22 now means... Now there's a new song about Catch-22, which is everything that is not Catch-22. Oh. It makes me uh, angry. Mm. Yeah. And, and, and it begs the yeah. question, <laughs> which is my biggest hate, <laughs> begs the question is not, inspires you to ask the next question. In logical terms, to mm. beg the question is yeah. the question that implies the answer within the question itself. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Which begs the question, why do people think it means what they think it means? <laughs> it makes me angry. I, th I think he just won the aren't prize. We, aren't we pleased that Tommy's brother is the one with the gun? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Totally true. That's right. I think he just won the prize for, uh, Nobel Prize for confusion. Yeah. <laughs> um, trigger words. Tr I don't like trigger, trigger words. words. Trigger words. Trigger words. <laughs> like, I don't like those at all. Uh, I am definitely down, uh, not down, with deconstructed. I am tired of things being deconstructed. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Deconstructed food, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Deconstructed yeah. food, deconstructed yeah. narratives, mm. deconstructed <laughs> yeah, stories. Yeah. Uh, and so I where, totally... where does the deconstructed food end? They, they, they're gonna, so they have a thing like a pavlova deconstructed. So you just yeah. get the ingredients on your plate. Yeah. <laughs> it's ridiculous. I'll tell you so where anyway, The next stage is you say... G'day, mate. You welcome them into your restaurant. You mm. say, the kitchen's out there. Help yourself. Yeah. You know? In fact, just nothing. It's, it's so deconstructed, we've actually given it to you before it was invented. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> All, you know, ultimately, what's going to happen is they're just going to open the window and sunlight will come in. There you go. That's all right. That's all food deconstructed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It all starts there. And in order to make a coffee, you just bring out a Brazilian and a cow and say, go for yeah. it. No, I like sitting in a patch of sunshine. You could just say, photosynthesize that, mate. <laughs> and smashed. Yeah. Oh, I hate smashed. Oh, like, like smashed avocado. Smashed avocado yeah, yeah. is the cleanest. Oh, yeah. Smashed potatoes, the other one making a realm. Oh, yeah. uh, why can't it just be squishy? Squishy, yeah. <laughs> smash, yeah. So it's, just, it's squishy avocado. Potato. Yeah, maybe some squishy avocado. It's not please. like you smashed it. You can get like a boxer and just yeah. like pulverize it. I'm totally with you on that one. That's no, yeah. just very dry. Fact, you know what it was? The reason <laughs> smashed avocado became popular because you know what's really hard? Not deconstructing it. <laughs> <laughs> Try getting an avocado out so it holds its shape perfectly. Uh, mm. Impossible. Yeah. Impossible. Yeah. So they smash it a little bit with a fork tine and suddenly, boom, $10. <laughs> <laughs> Just like that $10 yeah. in millennials can't yeah. buy houses. Yeah. Yeah. And that annoys me too when people go, boom, 10 bucks. But, yeah. um, <laughs> you know, the, you know, hipster, I don't like hipster. Do you like hipster? No. hipster. That's, it's kind of like, oh, I'm Amish, but I want a mobile phone. <laughs> You know? I know. It's like it's just, wanker is another word I would have used. Yeah. So, hipster. I just think it's great that ZZ Top's making a comeback. That's all I have with the, yeah. hipster, the hipster generation. Let's bring them Pete back. Um, yeah, well, uh, at least they've got a beautiful name. As, as Rebecca says, the millennials, they, we can criticise mm. them as much as we like. They literally they, like have bespoke, a name They have bespoke. Oh, bespoke, yeah. Literally. You like bespoke. Bespoke is nice. Yeah. Well, I think that, that tips... That's what went, we should call the hipsters, the bespokers. But when the, bes when the hipster makes you your... Smashed avocado. He's making a bespoke avocado. No, he's just giving you an avocado that he couldn't hold together. <laughs> <laughs> there is truth in that. Are we ready for the wheel? Of, are we ready for the wheel of death, ladies and gentlemen? When our lovely audience came in here at five o'clock, they threw some random topics onto this chocolate wheel. Today's topics for Rebecca Dayunamuno are nudes, knitting nannies, handwriting, grey nomads, mysteries, pig Latin, stalkers, tigers, ribbons, carpet, echo chamber, birthday wishes, aging rock stars. Ban cricket. Ooh. I know, controversial. And fighting words. Oh, I there. know. Which feels you know another word I don't like? Aging. We're all doing it. It's just a natural way that life goes forward. Yeah. We're all aging. Just no one is not aging. Should, no one yeah. is backwards aging. Quit saying aging. We should just call it's it implied the, the, search, in life. the search for wisdom. That's all Be it is. Be angry. Exactly. Mm. 
What fills you full of fear, Rebecca? Um, pig Latin, because I, I'd hate to have to play a pig speaking Latin, so um, that might be a bit tricky. Yeah. yeah. We'll but see. nudes, that Whoa. sounds fun. Let's see. Round and round and round it goes. Where it stops, nobody knows. Rebecca de Unamuno's topic for the wheel of death. Will she live? Will she die? When she tries to talk to us about the subject of knitting nanas. Yeah. The original, the original <laughs> hipsters. <laughs> that's right, that's so true. Is it knitting nannies or nanas? One or the other? Nanas. Knitting nannas. I wrote that down wrong. There you knitting go. When I got nanas. the suggestion, knitting nanas, all right. Uh, knitting then, nappies um, would have been terrible. I'd like to uh, take this opportunity to welcome you all along to the, uh, the annual general meeting of the Knitting Nanas Association, or as we like to call ourselves, the NNA. Now, <laughs> There's a few things that have been brought to my attention. Phyllis, who's up the back there, she's the one standing with the one crutch. She can't work too. She's been, uh, she's been decided, taking inventory of all of the wool that we've been using. And I'd like to say some people are double dipping and taking two balls. <laughs> this, this sort of uh, abuse of one's balls is not on. <laughs> Anyone seen to be handling extra balls at any point in time will be banned from the class and the association itself. And I don't even get me started by those who stick their needles in the balls. It's just not on. <laughs> so go and speak to Phyllis. She's got a few ideas. There's a suggestion box over there. Her name's Mary. And she's going to take all these ideas on. And she will implement them as the years progress. Now, the membership fees, I would like to apologise. We did initially say it would be $35 an annual fee, but we've had to take that up to $155. (laughs) That's because my husband, Geoffrey, needs a hip replacement and things are tight. (laughs) Now, the pattern of the week, we've decided to implement pattern of the week for those speed knitters amongst us. We know who you are. Put the needles down, ladies. You'll give yourself arthritis. Anyway, the speed knitting pattern of the month this week is, oh, it's to celebrate. It's to celebrate all things US election. We'll be making sombreros and ponchos. Isn't that delightful? Oh, a bit of an olay and off we go this month. And on Tuesdays, that's right, tacos for dinner. Now... For those slower knitters amongst you, and I'm looking at you, Reginald, there's going to be a bit of remedial knitting classes taken on a Thursday night at 10.15 in my back room. (laughs) No, Reginald's the only one I've invited so far. (laughs) But I think it's important that we both handle our balls well and that I teach him the ways of making a jumper slowly. So anyway... uh, (laughs) Unless there's any more pressing news, uh, this I'd like to declare the meeting closed, which means it's time now to take off ours. So everyone, uh, let's all just go down to the pub. Uh, we've got uh, Frank's going to work behind the bar, and he's told us he'll give us an extra cheeky pour if we just tell him where we've been. Anyway, it's been a delight to have you all here, and I'm, I'm going to Fiji now. <laughs> <laughs> Rebecca, are you going to take time the knitting now until she dies? Very convincing, that uh, Very convincing. I, I just love the way that there's both that little, there's both this sort of 14 year old selfie girl 
in that body, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and also that woman. <laughs> There's that woman, and they're fighting. They're fighting within that same body. Oh my goodness! If you uh, so many characters, some say I'm unhinged, but you know, <laughs> I say it's creative. Mm. I don't know. I don't know if it's a universal term, but there's balls of yarn. Clearly, there's balls. <laughs> Of yarn, hmm. but uh, another another term my mom always used for it was uh, a hank, a hank, a hank of oh. a hank of yarn. But it's you called that a ball? It was that no, a... that's what I, you bought it by the hank. I just I gotta go down to the shop and get me three hanks of yarn, hmm. and right. they were sold as balls. No, I, I, don't, <laughs> I don't know what the difference is between a ball and a hank. I just remember this it's, term stuck on my head because yeah. my mom occasionally, and this is it sounds naughty, but she would just say because she would get angry, we would mess around with her knitting basket, and she hey 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 quit yanking my hank. <laughs> <laughs> and did, did she knit with others like the, the knitting group here? Uh, yeah, the, yeah. My mom's a, a church going choir woman. They get together and quilt. They quilt, they knit, they macrame, uh, they bake. She's bespoke. Do, do, they, do, do they share needles? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh shouldn't. Oh. Oh, yeah. Hindsight. <laughs> Hindsight, yeah. Uh, now, Google has launched a device called Google Home, which, like Amazon Echo, sits in the corner of your room ready to... This is true. It's ready to respond to the voice commands at any, at any point. Like, you just yell into the room, order pizza, uh, and the machine will do it via the internet uh, using your favourite pizza provider. Change, your mu- change my music, put on the so-and-so album, it will do it. Write an email and uh, you can detect, dictate the email and it will send it. Uh, are these devices a good idea sitting there all the time in the corner of your bedroom? Uh, and do you think there's any chance at all that things could go wrong? <laughs> <laughs> Gary Eck. Mm, in my household, yes. Uh, I've got two young kids, so I can imagine them just kind of whispering all the, you know, time. All the time, order ice cream now. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah. they'd be, you know, watch, you know, eight hours of Shaun the Sheep now. They even, I can see them cleverly hiding it, just like, hey, Dad, can we order pizza? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then turn around yeah. and go, eliminate mummy and daddy. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. the scary thing is, it would evolve, it would become like how. You know, and it's like, where are you going, Gary? I'm just going for a bike ride. I don't think so, Gary. (laughs) You've got the vacuuming to do, Gary. (laughs) And then I'll just find out it's actually my wife in the cupboard with a microphone. (laughs) (laughs) And then there's the voice recognition problem, which, you know, it's never... Order Thai food. Did you say tycoon? (laughs) No, no, Thai food. Did you say typhoon? (laughs) Thai food. Sending someone to tie you up. <laughs> no! <laughs> so, I look, I love the idea, Richard. I love the idea of having it, but just when, you know, when I'm in control. Yeah. So, yeah. Because that would be good. Give me a keyboard instead. What do, what do you reckon, yeah. Tony? This is a good idea, I Google. Who, I, I, don't, I don't like it. I don't like it. Uh, I don't use Siri. I don't like the idea of talking to my machines. Um, I don't mind interacting with them with the typed word. Uh, I, I'm, I, mean, I think the problem, like Gary said, the angry, I mean, my phone is already uh, mistakes ideas just in texting. I'm trying to text simple words and then phrases I've never spoken are being sent to my friends. I don't even know how that happens. So I can't even get a text right. Yeah, yeah. I tried to send one of the days and I need to ship some goods. Mm. And it just came out, Donnie, I need the drugs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's that preemptive, preemptive, because it'll, it'll become preemptive voice, you know, yeah. 
<laughs> Do you want Google Home, Rebecca? No, I don't. Um, because I live alone and as a result I talk to myself a lot. Um, <laughs> and so who knows who I'd end up with nor what I'd end up with on a Saturday night after just having a bit of a chat with myself. And also I do a lot of voiceover work as well and so if I had the TV on I'd actually be doing what I tell other people to do all the time. So enjoy the smooth chocolatey taste of this chocolate bar. I'd be like eating chocolate all day. I'd be using face creams that I plug to other people. So, yeah, I see it as being problematic. But I'm the same as Tommy. I don't use Siri or anything, old, you know, dict- dictaphone, like dictation, mm. text and stuff. I don't trust it. I just don't trust it. Not just trusting. It's weird. I just don't understand what sort of math is underneath what it thinks you like. Like, I don't like the fact that, that my streaming movie service keeps putting up a list of movies that I hate. Yeah. Suggestion because you watch this movie, here's 10 things you should watch. And I don't, and it makes me angry. It's like a friend that I mm. don't even remember talking to. <laughs> you know, and the guy assumes. you're having lunch yeah. with, you know, you know, I saw, uh, I saw, uh, saw that movie Frozen the other night. You'd like mm. to, I bet you'd like to see Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. <laughs> no! <laughs> yeah. the, the time I could see it coming in handy is if I did say, you know, order pizza, and it just went, you think that's a good idea? <laughs> <laughs> then I'd use yeah, it. Yeah. It just makes me question it. The, the, uh, the, the selected thing is very difficult. Like you watch one Richard Curtis English rom-com with Hugh Grant in it <laughs> yeah, and every- you spend the rest of your life being offered them. <laughs> and you, you, you sit there saying, I only watched one of them. Mostly I like French art movies, you know, but it doesn't. The same thing happens apparently when you date Hugh Grant. It's exactly the same. <laughs> <laughs> He will not leave. Yeah. <laughs> well, the, the worst just part, once. Yeah. Just one date and you're hooked. <laughs> I don't even like the fact that it saves a history. Like, I forgot that, you know, my, my uh, particular streaming service of choice is, is across a variety of screens. Uh, so sometimes when I'm on tour, I watch a, a movie on my iPad, but then the machine members it and it pops up in the history back on my TV. Yeah, yeah. So it's yeah. really disconcerting for my wife to call up and say, uh, I see that you watched that movie you said we were going to save. Mm. Oh, when instead, are you watching, Tommy? Yeah, she's like, no, we were going to watch that together. And I was like, oh, we were. I, I just wanted to. But also, if you watch something really, tra- I find, because my kids are all on the same account, so they see what I watch. So if I watch two really crappy reality TV yeah. shows, I have to watch at least four Attenboroughs just to clear out the cache. <laughs> just clear out the cache. <laughs> you know, Q&A, 7.30, anything. Yeah. <laughs> hey, who were the winners and losers of, of this week? Rebecca? Uh, my, my losers of the week, and oh, it's, it's Australian cricket fans. Oh, can you feel our pain? Mm. I usually look so forward to this year and I, I just I haven't been able to watch a test yet and I'm usually, I'll sit there and watch all five days. There haven't been five days yet, so I'm looking, uh, that's a bit sad. But um, the winners of the week um, is Camp Quality have actually um, started a campaign. It's a possible campaign and they've decided that Christmas cracker jokes aren't really funny necessarily. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they've, what they've done this this year is they've asked a whole bunch of comedians um, to submit uh, Christmas cracker jokes and they're now going to be selling them. They're called Christmas Crack Ups. And if you um, you want, want to raise some money for a fantastic cause uh, of camp quality, you can go online and, and buy some Christmas crackers with actual jokes. I've got two in there. Mm. Very exciting. They're both um, pictures of the last guys yeah. she met on Tinder. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And you really want to pull them apart. It's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Who are the winners and losers? Gary Eck. Uh, look, I feel sorry for a, um, a bummer, Barack Obama, because now he's just spending his last days in office going around apologising, saying sorry. And it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. And it's, it's like he spent all that time renovating the house and now he's got to hand the keys over 
to some guy who he knows is just going to trash it, you know. Like, hey, nah, ma, it'll be no problem. Give him the keys, yeah. Nah, I'll take good care of it. Nah, it's like some drug. It's equivalent of a dr- handing the keys to a drug addict, you know. Going, nah, ma, you, you, country's in good hands, ma. Hey. But by the same token, in, in the nah, world ma, of... Nah, I won't, I won't stop it up, ma. In the world of comedy, like some of the, the best jokes ever after, you know, uh, all of his years of being such a cool guy, uh, all of the... Joe Biden, Barack Obama memes of oh, yeah, they've come up leaving all the yeah. jokes that they're going to leave in the house. <laughs> I, left a, I left a copy of a Kenyan passport at the top of the desk. <laughs> all these different yeah. ladies are going to spike the house to put them off. <laughs> I mean, I'm not even. I'm not going to give them the, the Wi-Fi password. I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> Would you please thank Tommy really Dean, fantastic. Rebecca De Unamuno, and Gary Eck. Also, there's a pheasant that looks just like Donald Trump. My winner is a bird. Thanks for being part of TJF Next Show's December 2 with Tommy, Rebecca, James O'Loughlin and the Dynamic Hypnotics. Uh, Put the TJF page into your search engine to grab your free tickets or to find out how to subscribe to our free TJF podcast. Until then, I'm Richard Cover, and thank God it's Friday! Order pizza. Pizza.